Hey, 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 welcome in to another edition of B-Shape Daily, and I gotta tell you, I'm a little bit heated right now, because I just found out moments ago before starting to record the podcast that the musical Hamilton is actually showing right now in West Palm Beach at a facility called the Kravis Center, and I was like, oh, this is great. I'll go on StubHub, I will find... You know, I'll find, like, the most expensive ticket. I don't care. I'll, I'll get whatever it is and go see Hamilton because I never have. And I know it's been traveling around to some different places and with some different casts. Don't even know all the details of, of which cast this would be. But no tickets to be found anywhere, not on StubHub, not on their website. So I'm kind of bummed. I thought I had some last-minute plans for uh, Valentine's Day alone down here in Jupiter, Florida. Not a bad area to be, um, but... I'd rather uh, my wife be with me. But, hey, she's joining me uh, next weekend, so that would be kind of fun. She's never been to spring training. It'll be her first time down here. And that'll be right around when the games are actually getting started. i got to check the calendar once again because I'm I'm in, like, robot mode right now. Like, wake up, go to the ballpark real early, be there all day, walk around the backfields, do some interviews, go right for a few hours, then be like, oh, crap, it's dinner time. Still haven't recorded the podcast. Got to go back to the uh, Airbnb and do that. So that's what I'm doing here. Welcome in. This is B-Shape Daily, a Friday episode, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. But we're talking Cardinals baseball today on the show. was a fun day down at Cardinals camp. You may have seen some of the videos, a couple of them that I posted. Got some attention today on Twitter. Um, The most interesting from a baseball perspective, certainly seeing Alex Reyes on the mound throwing a bullpen session today. He looked pretty darn good. I talked to him for a little bit briefly after today's workouts concluded. Didn't have a ton to say about, you know, the the, the nature of his performance and the way he feels right now. For Reyes, it's about keeping the pressure off, keeping him comfortable, doing what he does, going out there, putting his work in. And, you know, if, if a month and a half goes by and the guy's still healthy, the guy still feels good, all is well. He's going to be on this Cardinals roster, potentially a weapon out of that bullpen. And again, when we talk about this roster and talk about, okay, how many wins do we project for the Cardinals? Can they be as good as they were last year? Can they potentially even be better than they were last year? Or are they going to take a step back? A lot of things are on the table for the potential outcomes for this team. But one thing that I think it's it's wise if you're not baking it into your projections just yet, but one avenue, one element that could potentially open up for the Cardinals is a healthy Alex Reyes contributing out of the bullpen. Who knows, contributing potentially down the line if there's a need out of the rotation and what that could look like. A healthy Alex Reyes has been a unicorn in recent seasons. I fully understand that, but man, how sweet would that be? And all I can say today from from watching him pitch, standing behind the screen, um, and I could be wrong about this, but if I recall last year, I had some some opportunities. You know, they've got the bullpens set up. I call them the bullpens, but really it's just like a long mound-shaped um, kind of, you know, indent in the ground where you can line up a bunch of pitching rubbers one next to the other, and then 60 feet away is, you know, a bunch of home plates, and the catchers will be behind there, and it's just they're all next to each other. And so behind where the catchers would stand, would sit, would kneel, is basically a chain-leak fence with a green kind of netting on it that covers the fence, I guess, so that the fence itself doesn't get damaged if, if uh, after repeated use it gets hit with a bunch of baseballs thrown 
you know, projectiles thrown 100 miles per hour. So it's it's just, you know, it's it's the, the green screen, if you will, that's there. But I feel like last year, it, it, the green screen was either drawn a lot more tightly to this fence to where I could press my phone right up against it and actually get some pretty good video. And the angle is phenomenal. You're standing right behind the catcher, you know, two feet from the, the catcher's back where he is, then there's the fence, and you're right up against that fence on the other side. So you can see the movement of the breaking pitches and the zip on the fastball coming into the catcher's mitt. It's it's an awesome angle, and I was trying to share some of that today via video. It just doesn't work out very well because of the dang green screen, either being on the other side of the fence from where I where I can't press up against it or, or it's not zip-tied or, or tied as tightly to the fence. So... Uh, any video would look would would be pretty foolish to to even bother with. I think I don't I don't think it would come out very good. But I can tell you from being there, man, Alex Reyes he looked good today, and and, and you know a little bit of buzz going on about just you want to temper those expectations. But 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 he did look pretty electric, especially the breaking ball. Uh, you know some of the off speed pitches you could just tell it the, the the zip and the life it has on some of these pitches. Uh, he looks good right now. It's February 14th. Opening day is March 26th. So we still have a little bit under a month and a half, six weeks between now and when those decisions would need to be would be made about the opening day roster. But if Reyes is healthy, he's going to be on there. And, you know, again, didn't get too in-depth with him about the conversation of, you know, how'd your, how, how are your pitches? Tell me about this or that. Because you can just kind of tell it's a guy who wants to keep his focus right and doesn't want to necessarily go on and on about, you know, the intricacies of how his pitches are doing, how his arm feels. He just kind of says, I feel good. I'm really excited to feel good. And it's obviously been a, been a little bit since he's <laughs> since he's been able to say that. And so pretty cool. But I did talk to him, and this is for a story I'm working on for KMOV. Hopefully we'll be able to get it wrapped up tomorrow. But for, you know, I don't know how many people are listening to this show today, but for the, the, the dozens of you or whatever it is that do tune in, you'll get a sneak peek into that story I'm writing for KMOV. And it's about Chris Carpenter and the impact that him as, you know, just his presence as a, as a coach, as a mentor, as a, you know, a, a, a voice of wisdom in this spring camp, what, what his impact is and has been and will continue to be on the St. Louis Cardinals uh, for the 2020 season. That's a story I'm working on for KMOV. But I asked Alex Reyes because, you know, Alex Reyes, number 29, Chris Carpenter, obviously, that was the number he wore with the Cardinals. And and as a young pitcher with with aspirations to do great things in baseball, certainly plenty that, that Chris Carpenter and the, the wealth of, of information and experience that he had through his impressive career as a major league player, just the kind of impact that having a guy like that around can have on not just Alex Reyes, but uh, all of the young Cardinals pitchers and even the catchers as well. As Carpenter spent some time today during the bullpen sessions, you, you know, when he says something, when Chris Carpenter says something, and this is something that's been repeated by by Mike Schilt, by Mike Gersh, by players, you know, when he says something, when he opens his mouth to speak, there's an impact that that takes place with the words that come out of his mouth and there's value there. And so that's definitely something that is reverberating through Cardinals camp right now but what I asked Alex Reyes about specifically in the clip you're about to hear from him was hey you know just sharing a number with Chris Carpenter you know he was number 29 Alex Reyes is number 29 now you know what does that mean and and to carry on a legacy like that and here's what Alex Reyes had to say Friday at Cardinals camp I remember a few years ago when 
I had my number 29 hanging up in my locker. We we both went to go get measured at the same time, and he goes, "Oh, the real 29's in here." So <laughs> so it was a it was a bit of a joke, and I mean, yeah, it definitely means something. You know, he did a lot of special things here in the in the Cardinals organization, and it means something for me definitely. So if you were able to ignore my obnoxious media chuckle there that I gave when uh, Alex Reyes said that, but I couldn't help, and that's something that I do all the time. I cannot help myself. Um, sometimes some of the, the, the stories that are shared by players or manager, whatever the case might be. But, hey, I'll have an incentive now to work on that if I'm going to start playing stuff on the show. That way I won't want to uh, ruin the audio of the player. What they have to say is a little bit more important than me laughing in the background. So there you have it. Thought that was enjoyable. So glad to be able to share that with you guys. And hopefully throughout the rest of spring and the regular season, I'll be able to have more more clips and things I can uh, play on the show as you know, we get to interact with these players, kind of take you behind the scenes. That's what it's all about. If not, you know, anybody can come on here and, and, and talk for 30 minutes a day and, you know, ramble on about stuff. But going to try to give you some other elements, some other aspects that hopefully uh, keep you coming back to the show. So I appreciate you guys for uh, joining me. And definitely look out for that uh, Chris Carpenter sh- uh, story for KMOV uh, later this weekend. Probably I'll get it up sometime during the weekend. But going to take a real quick break here to tell you about Anchor. And then when I come back, I'll play another clip for you. And it was from Mike Schilt from this morning, Friday morning, when I asked him about the Cardinals infield. Saw them out in the backfields this morning before anybody else got out to the fields really working on some defense. Tell you who was involved in that and what Mike Schilt had to say about it when we come back. All right, guys, thanks for sticking by me through the commercial break there. And now I want to get into this morning. Okay, so got there a little bit later to the ballpark than I intended to. Had to run around and grab a parking pass beforehand. That took a little bit of time because you actually, once you get your parking pass, you go to the far end of the facility's parking lot. And the media room is kind of across the street. So I kept going back and forth, forgot my keys, had to go get those, wanted to bring the keys back because I didn't want to carry them around all day. It was a whole thing. Anyway, long story short... Didn't really make it into the clubhouse this morning, but I was able to do that in the afternoon and, and get the uh, interviews done that I needed to do. But after I finally got my parking pass, got all that taken care of this morning, started walking my way out toward the the backfields to see what was going on, uh, probably a little bit after 9 o'clock local time. Usually there are some meetings that different groups of players have. Obviously the position players right now are not necessarily involved in mandatory things of that nature because not every position player has to be here yet. I think most of them are a a couple few, maybe less than a handful that are currently not and uh, will be making their way toward Jupiter over the next couple of days for sure. But I walked out toward the backfields and you know, they've got one field. that's kind of like a half field. There's only an infield and then there's a fence. It's not an outfield specifically used for uh, defensive infield drills And that's where they've got the sign up that says the land of Oz as a reference to Ozzie Smith. And on that field this morning was Jose Okendo hitting ground balls, choppers, different kinds of, you know, making those guys work. And the infielders that were involved in that were Paul Goldschmidt over at first base. And then on the left side of the infield, you had Matt Carpenter. Tommy Edmond and Paul DeYoung all getting some work in this morning with Jose Okendo. And that's what these guys do, you know. And I was kind of thinking about this a little bit today. Like, you know, other teams, I'm sure the same thing happens, you know, where you get some veterans that are there well before they have to be. But, you know, there's just something about seeing the daily work that it takes and the effort that these guys put in when they've got their contracts, they've got, you know, 
they don't have to be here, but you do have to be here if you want to 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 be able to win and to be able to compete at the level that these guys want to be able to compete at. So I, I just think you know we we kind of forget and I think take for granted sometimes the effort that it does take to 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 be great at this sport and at this game in all elements of it. Like guys are doing batting practice, guys are doing defense. What happens here in spring, it, or or potentially, you know, in the case of a you know a clubhouse that doesn't have it together quite like I, I believe this Cardinals clubhouse will in 2020, in other places, potentially the things that don't happen in spring training, those carry over into the season. And so, uh, I, I just thought it was good to see and, and took a little bit of video this morning. Of course, I had no intention of getting up all into uh, Jose Okendo's grill as he was hitting the fungos to the guys. So I kept my distance. Not the best video, but you can find that on Twitter uh, at bshafer12 from this morning if you'd like. But I did ask Mike Schilt what it meant to have, you know, his infielders out there doing the extra work, putting in the time, despite the fact that they were already, you know, by and large as a unit, they were great last year. You had gold glove finalists at every position but third base last year across your infield. And obviously Colton Wong took home the gold glove. So the pedigree across that infield is pretty substantial. And so I brought that up to Mike Schultz this morning, and here is that clip from his media session this morning at Cardinals camp. Mike, already this morning, saw out there, majority of your starting infield working with Jose and, and just getting some ground balls and things like that. And what do you make of just the, that group, their hunger to kind of, you know, they had a great year last year, but to avoid complacency and continue to improve? Yeah, this is a group that doesn't, isn't going to rest on anything. It's a, it's a hunger is a great word for it. We stay hungry, and, and the group stays hungry, and they want what's next. You know, we... we build off of what we've done. We want to uh, draw from the experience, but we don't want to rely on it. So, um, you know, J.O., Stubby do a great job. They're out there working, but the guys are taking taking the lead on it, and, and they want to be involved, and even the guys are volunteering to come down and help and be a part of uh, the pitcher and catcher camp to, to do some of the nuanced things that are important to us. And so that was Mike Schilt, Cardinals manager, this morning during his media session at Friday's Cardinals camp. And i got to say, I, I think this infield obviously – a pedigree from last season. You've got the guys in this group that want to put the work in to get better, to, to not stay complacent. I think that's really important. And as you heard Schultz describe, uh, you know, this that's the kind of group that he has in this in this Cardinals team for 2020. Talk about Tommy Edmond. I know he's going to bounce around a little bit. He's not going to be planted at third base or any one position. Hopefully he does see some time at shortstop as well. I think when, when Paul DeYoung needs a breather, that's a guy I think I'd like to see there. Brad Miller could factor into that situation as well. I know his numbers defensively, you look at the metrics, not very favorable as far as his work at shortstop, particularly in his final season where he really played as a primary shortstop. It was 2016, I believe, and had like a negative 14 defensive run saved. And so I think after that, you know, he was traded around and moved around. I, I told you in yesterday's show, played for four different organizations uh, throughout last season, starting in spring training and working to the end of the year with Philadelphia. And so really since he's he, that 2016 season hasn't played much shortstop at all. And so who's to say, you know, he's only 30 years old. It's not like his physical tools would have declined since then uh, has definitely dealt with his share of injuries, but it's possible that they want to plug him in at that spot, especially if, if they're looking for, uh, you know, a jolt to their offense, could he potentially play shortstop on a day if, if Paul DeYoung is struggling, needs a breather, something like that. I think you've got a lot of flexibility in that group. Uh, but Edmund will play the outfield too. Edmund will be all around. Good to see him working with the infielders this morning. And I think a big key for a lot of people when you talk about, okay, the infield defense, we liked it a year ago. But what about Matt Carpenter at third base? Can he, you know, is there a way that he can sharpen his skills, refine his skills a little bit? 
you consider one element that we've talked about with Carpenter, his strength, and how that really has not been uh, been there for him for 2019, that last season. Felt like that was something he needed to work on this offseason. Uh, he's in a place now, I think, where he feels better about uh, his health and just his physicality and, and as he goes about his game. Throwing arm for Carpenter, not something that's necessarily been a strength from the hot corner. And I think with Paul Goldschmidt there, you certainly notice it less because Goldschmidt, kind of a machine over at first base, is going to scoop up a lot of plays. And and even the guys in the middle infield, I've talked to Colton and, and Paul DeYoung about this, the errors that he saves, Paul, Paul Goldschmidt at first base, uh, I think is something that can be taken for granted if you're not looking at every individual play and saying, that might have saved an error, that might have saved a run or more if we don't get out of that inning, that sort of thing, if you're looking at it from the Cardinals' perspective. But with Matt Carpenter at third, you know, the throwing arm is, is going to be a deficiency, but I think uh, certainly he, he puts the work in for his range and, and to try to improve and, and be as good as he can over there. He's had numbers in the past where, uh, you know, this past season, 2019, where fans want to rag on him, but you look at the numbers, and, and I like defensive run save. There are other metrics that you can use, but Baseball Reference has defensive run save there on the page. Last season, Matt Carpenter, 107 games that he played at third base, his defensive run save for the year was zero. He was, he, his net his net total was zero. Didn't wasn't minus, wasn't plus. He was just you know, average third baseman in that regard. The year before that, 2018, he was actually a positive six defensive run save. So I I think maybe his range isn't exceptional, but I think he he does a pretty good job of positioning, and I think he does a pretty good job of, you know, making some of those routine plays that a lot of time in our mind, it sticks out the ones he doesn't make. The metrics don't, not only do they not dislike Matt Carpenter at third base, they actually have found him, you know, if you if you take cumulative over the last two seasons, to have been favorable defensively there. Uh, you know, now, was there a little bit of a decline from 2018 to 2019? Yes, but when you consider that the totality of Carpenter's game was kind of down, I mean, not even, it wasn't kind of down, it was. It was a down year for him in 2019, and he's looking to bounce back here in 2020. It would not be too difficult to imagine. Sometimes you talk about bringing poor offense into the field. Uh, that's been a, a challenge for Colton Wong in past seasons, but in 2019, he certainly overcame that and was the player that, you know, I won't say we all thought he could be. He's a player I thought he could be. I've been I've been in his corner, uh, you know, for years. Matt Carpenter, maybe some of that develops into 2020 as well if he, he gets a little bit more comfortable and, and finds himself at the plate and is able to kind of get into that comfort zone. Maybe the same thing will happen with his defense, uh, which, again, I want to point out at third base, wasn't wasn't that bad last year and was actually a positive in 2018. So I think across this infield, whether it's Edmund at third, Carpenter at third, uh, Brad Miller gets some opportunity there potentially as well. I think you've got the blueprint to have a really high-quality defensive infield again. That's going to help your pitchers. That's going to save runs. And ultimately, I think it's it's kind of the, the genesis on what the Cardinals are built upon uh, to try and win, you know, another 90 games, 92 games, whatever they, whatever they're able to get to in 2020 to try to capture a division championship, which again, the Reds are better this year. The Cubs are, are had a little bit of a down year, I think compared to what their talent level is last year. So it could be a much more competitive division. You've still got the Brewers there. And so will 90 be enough wins to take home the division this season? There remains to be seen, but I think this is the way the Cardinals are built. They're built to win with pitching and defense. The offense is certainly going to supplement that. It's going to have to supplement that to a little bit of a greater degree than it did last year, I think. There's an expectation, and there's reason to believe that that still could happen, despite the fact that 
you know, we, we don't exactly know where all that production is going to come from specifically. We're looking at internal improvements. We're looking at some of these new faces stepping up and, and kind of filling the void that has been left by departed players. So it's going to be an interesting season. I'm excited to bring it all to you through this podcast, through my uh, work over at KMOV with the stories that I write for them over there and just excited to, to get after it and, and watch the Cardinals do the same. I appreciate you guys for joining me for this episode of B-Shape Daily. Make sure to subscribe. You can do so at Spotify, at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the major hubs. And if you do so, you'll be able to catch every show, which will be, you know, five shows a week, maybe a little bit more during the season, maybe a little bit more throughout this spring. We'll have to wait and see. You know, tomorrow's another day. I know it's the weekend for a lot of people. The Cardinals will still be there at camp, and so I'll still be working, and so maybe, just maybe, I'll have an episode uh, tomorrow afternoon for you guys. I know the numbers, just looking at the stats, you don't care about this, but People don't tend to listen to as many podcasts on the weekend. You're listening at work. You're listening on your commute. That makes a lot of sense. So hopefully you enjoy this show. And when I throw one to you on the weekend, you don't forget about it. And you can watch it, listen to it, rather, on Monday. That would be something. If you could watch it right now. I'm in a dark room. My grandma would say, turn a light on. I I, I haven't done that. I probably should. Don't want to strain my eyes. Anyway, appreciate you guys for joining me for this show on Friday. I'll be back to you. Normally at the end of the show, I like to say I'm going to see you tomorrow, see you Monday. I'm going to see you soon. I don't know when it's going to be. I'll try to get a show out tomorrow because maybe there's relevant content from Cardinals camp in Jupiter, Florida. This has been B-Shape Daily. We'll talk to you next time.